Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Dobry večer and welcome to the Bohemian Podcast with Pete Coleman and Travis Doe. Dobry večer and welcome to the Bohemian Podcast. I'm your host, Pete Coleman. And I'm Travis Dow from the History of Alchemy Podcast. Our special destination series is a travel log and a review of recently discovered Czech locations that I've had the pleasure to, to experience here in this republic. On this special destination series episode, we hit the road just south of Prague to Konopiště Castle in the Benešov region. The castle was apparently established in 1280s by Prague Bishop Tobias. It's a Gothic fortification in the style of, of a French castle. It has the same sort of influential family ties as you would see with the Sternbergs, Wallensteins, and Habsburgs. This amazing castle survived the Thirty Years' War, was captured by the Swedes and plundered in the mid-1600s, and also reconstructed in Baroque chateau style in the late 18th century. Yet the biggest claim to fame here appeared in 1887 when Archduke Franz Ferdinand of Austria bought Konopiště Castle. You may remember Archduke's assassination, which led to the World War I, when he and his wife were killed in Sarajevo in 1914. So today, Travis, Konopiče Castle is a very popular tourist destination in Prague, and I think a lot of people mark this down as, as a must-see visit. Over 120,000 visitors uh, actually go through Konopiče every year. Tourists can look at the rooms of Franz Ferdinand, who is also an enthusiastic hunter, whereas you can see a large, there's a huge collection of antlers and thousands of game trophies adorning the wall. There's some 4,000 in all. Okay, that, that's a, which it's a little hard to believe when I was there to see all that. Yeah, I mean, really, these hallways are decorated from just about uh, about four feet or so all the way to the top of the ceiling, as far as the eye can see, and of antlers and game trophies. So not all killed by him. Right? I, I, there's no way you would have to kill. They, they lined them all up <laughs> hour by had... hour, seven days a week. You know, uh, you know, every month for for some time. I think he just had a Gatling gun and I, went through the it woods. It must and... have been bad, but. Here's the thing. He probably he invited many nobility throughout Europe to come hunt uh, his ground near Konopiště Castle. So I would probably say that it was a combination of several several groups of hunters that yeah. would, would have, have accumulated this. But Travis, that's not all that's there. There's also there's some other very interesting large European collections. And I know there's the armory and the, the medieval weapons. It's, we're talking pikes. We're talking yeah, axes. Like, and, I think in all of Europe, it's like the third largest or yeah, something. Yeah, which it's, is amazing. As, yeah. Again, it's one of those hidden little treasures that you would never think uh, would be just outside of Prague. Something also very cool is, is a, uh, a neat collection that he had that dealt with the St. George tradition and cult. Uh, you know, St. George, like slaying the dragon, you know, it's, it's the, the classic kind of statue, especially if you see that in England a lot because it's the patron saint of England. And that's no coincidence that he had this kind of uh, this collection because there's, they say there was kind of a rivalry between 
uh, Franz Ferdinand and England's King Edward VII. So there's some 800 objects depicting St. George, you know, from like stone sculptures, um, all kinds of like little knickknacks, varieties, all, you know, whole, just anything you can imagine. It's said that Franz Ferdinand wanted to invite the King of England for a trip to Konopiste and in part to actually show off this collection. Yeah, it was, it was more of like, uh, you know, who's the bigger man here uh, sort of thing. Here you have the potential emperor of the Austro-Hungarian Empire inviting the, the king of the, the British Empire to, to see that he's got more objects of, of what this other guy cares the most about in his collection. Yeah. So, um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you could definitely see that, this, that, that uh, Franz Ferdinand had an ego uh, that uh, needed a lot of attention, for sure. But getting back to the castle itself, uh, it really is an amazing sight to see. There's so much to see on the, on the, on the grounds of this castle. There's uh, a huge rose garden that leads to the castle as well. When you get to up to the, the main entrance of, of, of the castle, you will see that there is a moat. And in that moat, there's a special Asiatic bear that's there that uh, is uh, one of the more famous bears of the area. It's a vegetarian moon bear by the name of Kashmir. It's, it's taken care of very well. And you made that up. It's, it's actually, this is very true. He's a got moon a, bear? It's, it's moon bear. He's a moon bear. Like a, like a care bear with the moon on it? You would think so, but no. It is, this, this bear has a, has a white uh, spot uh, patch underneath his, his chest. It's very common for these, these Asiatic bears. And for and, care bears, too. And for Actually, care bears, too. Funny it, enough. I hate you right now because I have to edit that out. <laughs> you should leave it in. I'll leave it in. It's this quality. is a vegetarian bear. So they, they're one of the unique bears that uh, come from the, from the Asian area. Once you get across this moat, then you enter into the inner workings of the castle where you can actually get in and, and uh, you pay, pay for your tickets and start taking the tour that will take you through these amazing armories, the, the uh, collection of the St. George uh, cult items that Travis just mentioned. But what's amazing about this castle that, that stands true in my mind was the sheer opulence for something that is such an old castle. When you see castles throughout the Czech Republic, you have different stages of how it's taken care of, depending on the age, depending upon the, you know how much money comes in from the state or from local families. And you can definitely see there's some ruins like in, in, in southern parts of Bohemia that are, that are just as amazing but are not kept up all that well. And then there's castles like this in Kanapiche that are tourist magnets that are not only kept up well, but just kind of generate money after money because they've got uh, they got restaurants, they've got shopping inside, they've got uh, great tours, and they really promote themselves quite well. What's interesting is that this castle was uh, populated uh, by some of the more despicable people around the middle part of the 20th century, and we're talking about the, the Nazi occupation. During World War II, this was one of the main headquarters of the SS troops, and they kind of, they just lived in, in Konopiste, kind of like uh, officers' quarters. And so the SS took over the castle, and they basically looted it, gutted all the, you know, everything that wasn't nailed down, and, and took it over to Austria. And luckily, most of that stuff was discovered after the war, and it was being stored in a salt mine. Um, almost everything was recovered, except for objects made of gold, which had been melted down by the Nazis. And oddly enough, the children's toys were also missing because uh, after the war, they were distributed to kindergartens during the communist era. I just think is really interesting. So the, in the communist era, era the uh, castle was used by the Czech Ministry of Agriculture. And so just imagine that you're in some random 
communist kindergarten and you're playing with some old nobilities or like you know arch teddy bear or rocking horse yeah well yeah he, it, it's, I mean, it's very common it's, you know spread, spreading the the opulence around so that everybody can have a piece uh so but it is weird it, it yeah. is isn't it yeah it's a little strange i wonder if there's some of that stuff actually made it made it to uh um somebody's collection at some point or another if, if they were aware of where it came from maybe maybe yeah 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 so i uh, it, it's one of those little uh tidbits of information you have to understand though during world war ii almost every castle that was worth its salt was occupied by the nazis uh in in some form or fashion throughout the republic and there's a stain that's kind of left with with some of the looting that went through or uh some of the the damages that were done after the war so but that's not all we we, we talk about world war ii led to the communists taking over Czechoslovakia. And with this takeover, most of these these great castles that were owned by no, nobility and family, like we talked about the Rosenbergs, the Liechtensteins, the, the Habsburgs, right? Um, they were all uh, given back over to the state, and the state mm -hmm. would then control them. And the, the family members would not be given any reparations for uh, the takeover, especially if they were found out that they maybe helped out the Nazis or maybe tried to broker a deal with the Nazis before their defeat, that made it even worse for them. Yeah. So so the the state owned these castles. Now, why is that important? Well, Kanaj Piste is said to still be under some dispute in some respects because of the offspring of Archduke Franz Ferdinand and Sophie, uh, his wife, uh, because the, the great-granddaughter now and her family are trying to get some kind of uh, deal so they can either get some money or some of this great acreage back in their family's yeah. name. Yeah, and it, it's kind of interesting because she has some ground to stand on. So if this was just a Habsburg property, they, she would have no chance. None, right? at, none at all. But the thing is, is that um, we, we've discussed this before, but Franz Ferdinand kind of married beneath his station. So um, in fact, he was forbidden from marrying this, this woman, Princess von Hohenberg. I mean, uh, she was of bohemian descent. She was she was nobility, but but yeah, not within royal circles, not and and yeah, of, of kind of Czech descent. But um, Franz Josef forbade it, and then eventually, when they did marry, the agreement was is that his children would be cut out of the 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 royal the lineage. line of succession. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So um, so the children, Sophie, Maximilian, and Ernst, were not Habsburgs per se. So they were not part of this noble family. I mean, that was, that was the deal. So these, the, the grandchildren or great-grandchildren are now saying, look, we're not Habsburgs. You know, we're, we're uh, Hohenbergs, and, and we should get our property we back. We should be exempt from, from this, this law that was, was given. Um, and, and here's the problem. There's, there, uh, there are many of uh, the descendants of these famous royal families within, or nobility families uh, in Czech Republic that uh, want to address, you know, who owns these these properties, from Sternberg Castle to Kano uh, uh, Day to Karlstein to you name it, uh, you know, whoever owns these properties, the state owns them, and as well as the land that was with it. But if you can imagine, if the state had given over all these lands back to their supposedly original owners, there'd be nothing left of really the Czech Republic as we know today, right? Yeah. I mean, all of Europe would have, you know, if, if you gave it back to some noble family, all of Europe belongs to, belonged to someone at some point. Exactly. So there but, has to be a line drawn. I, I think it's an uphill battle, and, to say the least, that she would get anything out of this. Yeah. Uh, and it is, you know, in some cases, like the, the Liechtensteins were pretty pro-Nazi, so they're definitely not getting anything back. And they owned huge swaths of, 
of land. So right. So whereas the Schwarzenbergs did get a lot of stuff back. Yeah. Well, there's so. there's there's something in Austria, right? Uh, there, yeah. There's some things in Austria as well. But I uh, it it is up interest. I again, I'll recommend going to Konopiszcze Castle is is well worth it. It's about forty five kilometers south uh, east of Prague. Uh, in the Benishov region, and uh, you can take it by bus or by train. Uh, you can drive down down D1 to get there as well, and uh, it is it is a great place to go, especially in the summertime when the rose garden is in bloom, and uh, there's uh, this little tiny little tourist train you can take from the town of Benishov from the town square and take it all the way up to the castle and uh, save some walking time if you if you can do that. It's it's a castle you can do in a good afternoon and and have a wonderful time doing it. So I spent uh, a couple Saturdays out there taking some pictures. And and talking to people about the history of Kanapish Day and really enjoyed it. So again, it has to be on my destination part uh, special episode for anybody that might want to take a tour. We want to thank you so much for listening to this special episode of Bohemian Podcast Destination Special on Kanapish Day Castle. We want you to uh, visit our website at bohemian.com. If, if you want any more insight into the Czech Republic or how two expats look at living here in this republic, please visit that as well. So thanks for listening. Yep, thank you very much. You have been listening to the Bohemican Podcast with Pete Coleman and Travis Doe. Visit bohemican.com for more information on this episode, other episodes and much more information about history, traditions and culture in the Czech Republic. Find us on iTunes, subscribe and review and don't forget to rate us. We would love to hear from you. Send comments, ideas and corrections on our comments page on bohemican.com or get in touch via Facebook or Twitter. Tune in to our sister podcast, History of Alchemy, which is also on iTunes or on historyofalchemy.com. Until next time on the Bohemican Podcast, thank you for listening.